0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Yes, indeed. Good afternoon and welcome in to the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWLAMFM.com and always free on the Odyssey app. I'm Christian Garrick, soon to be joined by Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback, as LSU looks to put the dagger in Texas A&M in the season finale tonight in College Station. Kickoff is set for 6 p.m. A little quick disclaimer here. If my voice occasionally goes in and out or cracks a little bit, uh, yes, I've gone through puberty, but um, I'm also uh, getting over about with COVID, so uh, just kind of recovering. So uh, bear with us, bear with me if that happens throughout the broadcast. I'm still trying to get my voice back to 100%. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines are open at 504 260 1870. Tiger Tailgate and Show LSU, like I said, getting ready to. Put the final touches on their regular season one of which that this is where they could get their 10th win of the season and you go back and look they were finished pro- they were finished to uh projected to finish uh fifth in the sec west here they are the sec uh, west champions and a chance to play for the sec championship a week from today against georgia they're nine and two this is a chance to get their 10th win most um expert pundits had them right at six or seven wins so Surpassing that win threshold of getting the double-digit wins is a huge, huge benchmark for Brian Kelly in his first year as the Tigers' head coach. We welcome in now LSU quarterback, former LSU quarterback, excuse me, Herb Tyler. Herb, big moment for LSU today, a big opportunity to get to ten wins. And uh, how are you, man? How was your Thanksgiving?
2: I'm, I'm good, man. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, my brother. But you're right. This is a huge moment. I think that um, this 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 win here tonight can solidify. Uh, which I already know is the reason why they hire, um, uh, you know, a Brian Kelly. And, and not only that, but you also give him the keys to the Lamborghini, if you will, and let him drive, right? And let him make his decisions. You know, there were some unfavorable decisions that he made, even one with uh, or two of them that, that directed me um, personally, which is, you know, letting Kevin Falk move on as well as Corey Raymond. And, uh, and, and here we are sitting – uh, the final game of the season a day after two days after Thanksgiving and <laughs> the tigers have clinched the West two games ago. And so it's, 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 it's crazy. Um, but it's not far And I just, I mean, it's just a wonderful thing. So I'm very excited about that. And I know, look, I know the tiger faithful is, is even more excited about it because you see the, the, you know, the, the, the future, the future looks very, very bright if they continue to recruit in the way that they are. And I think that um, I don't see that stopping anytime soon. Now,
1: LSU has to be careful here, because this is a Texas A&M team that, you know, they they have a a sub-500 record, and there would be nothing more to this football team, especially these outgoing seniors. This would be their season to upset LSU and virtually knock them out of a postseason berth, even if they kind of win next weekend in the SEC championship game.
2: Right. So, they're looking at this as their championship game, right? You know, you you use that old cliche, this is their championship game, their bowl game, or whatever you want to call it, but... And and you know I was I was speaking about this earlier this morning. Um, this is a, a difficult situation that the Tigers are in because they you know everything is clinched for them right now. And, you know they're, they're I hope they're not looking forward to next week because even though Texas A&M has not shown a great record, that doesn't mean they don't have the capabilities of being good. Um, as you remember, they they went down to the wire with with Alabama and could have won that game. Um, you know, they're playing a lot of true freshmen that are coming of age. And now you bring in, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of love-hate here, if you will, with um, Scott Woodward bringing Coach um, Coach Jimbo Fisher in at Texas A&M and signing him to that $100 million deal what, four years ago or whatever it was. And so, you know, so there's a lot of, you know, behind-the-scenes things that are going on. But ultimately, I think that you cannot – there's no way that I see – this team looking past this Texas A&M team, especially with it being a road trip. Um, and you have the 12th man that's also going to be in the building, if you will. And then you, you look at the, 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 the entirety of this series, what, 2018, they went, um, what, 80, 85 points to 75, whatever it was. It was crazy. It was awesome. But it was a a, a great deal. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to a really good game. I think it's going to be very competitive. And if, if LSU cannot make mistakes, meaning turn the ball over, score some points um and not allow a chain to get going I think LSU would have a a, a really good night
1: herbie watching this number two versus number three matchup right now Ohio State and Michigan
2: I'm, I'm watching it right now and um Michigan is giving Ohio State all they want and I I, I like it personally <laughs> giving them all they want they're beating them by 11. I, I mean this I is this is a
1: perfectly executed Isn't game plan by the Wolverines and to be honest with you I'm a little surprised
2: and this is in the horseshoe and I'm not surprised uh-huh. because Ohio State always gives you one of these games, right, whether it's a lesser tier team or against a team like a Michigan this year. They're going to give you one of these games a year, always, and it never it never fails. And it's okay, but it's not okay in their world because, you know, once they have a one-loss season, it's, it's pretty much that's it for them.
1: Yeah, it's it's into uh, the fourth quarter, Michigan leading by 11. It looks like, Herb, I don't know if you've see, seen this game the same way, Michigan has had an answer for everything Ohio State has done offensively and defensively. They've just they've out coached uh, Jim Harbaugh and his staff has out coached uh, Coach Day in Ohio State.
2: Yeah, and I know a lot of uh, uh, big blue faithful are saying it's about time. <laughs> so, you know, and and I like John, uh, Jim Harbaugh. He's one of my favorite coaches and it's, it's it he struck me as a guy who was um not going to change and he's done a little bit of changing this year and a little bit last year, which I think is helping him um, in this particular game uh, right now and being as, as as they're up by 11. And, I, you know, that's that's, that's a rivalry also that can go either way, right? And oh, yeah. it's, every year they're looking forward to it. So it's always a good game. I enjoy watching that game.
1: Yeah, me too. It was sneaky, uh, good, kind of slow, and then it got really explosive towards the end of the first half and has continued into the second half. 12 minutes and four seconds remaining in that ball game in uh, Columbus, Ohio, 31-20. Number three, Michigan leads Ohio State about 12 minutes and uh, 12 seconds in the fourth quarter remaining in that ball game. We'll keep you up to date as well. Uh, number one, Georgia handling business against Georgia Tech, 37 to seven. No surprise there. We'll get you some scores a little later down the road. But I want to go back to Herb. I think Brian Kelly has done a masterful job this year of when his teams maybe can overlook an opponent or be in a situation where they feel like they've accomplished something. He's brought them back down to earth real quick and and made, and, and got them to dial in and focus. I don't have a concern about that tonight against the Aggies?
2: I don't either. I think we've had this conversation multiple weeks in a row. Um, how can he get them to, to, you know, to buy in or not overlook and focus and and zero in on the opponent that's at hand? And I think that, the you know, the Arkansas game, I think, was the the game that showed me that, that he could do that. And, um, and for them to grind that game out or that win out the way that they did was absolute phenomenal to me because that means you can win – ugly or you can win fancy, right? And um I like it. And one of the things about Brian Kelly's team as as they as they move forward throughout the year, each of his teams has gotten better week by week. Whether he was at Cincinnati or Notre Dame, you could always see the maturation of that team throughout the year. And I think this particular team has completely leaps and bounds shown shown that. And this is not just from week to week of the season. I think it started way back when Um, during the spring game and and to kind of see where they were as an offense. They didn't really know who they wanted to start at quarterback. And they were trying to find an offensive lineman or, you know, a group of linemen that they can really rely on and have trust and faith in. And then, uh, and then as you've seen throughout the season, you know, they've just been been getting better and better every week. And they're not just getting better and better on the playing field, but having that confidence and buying into what the coaches are saying. And it's, it's 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 evident on the field when you see these guys play.
1: South Carolina looking to pull off another big upset. They're on top right now, thirty-one to thirty over Clemson. Seven minutes remaining in that ball game. Of course, South Carolina upsetting uh, Tennessee last week. Yep. Hendon Hooker yep. being knocked out of that ball game in a non-contact injury. South Carolina does have the football. Six minutes and thirty-seven seconds left to go in that ball game. They're on top of number eight Clemson. That's another one. We'll keep you posted on. And of course, Tulane with a big win. Uh, yesterday. Herb, I know you're excited about the wave. Yeah. I am too. Look at look at what Willie Fritz has done. Man, hats off to Tulane and the Green Wave.
2: i, I tell you what, there's it, nothing more exciting than to watch Tulane play um, this year. And their defense is just dogs out there, man. They play very oh, yeah. hard. They run to the football. They they grind it out as well. And And you know, they're not this big giant team that you're going to look and be completely impressed with walking off the bus. But when you walk off the field after the game, you're going to be like, man, we played a darn good football team. And, uh, and they show it. And, um, you know, one of the things that caught my eye yesterday in watching that game was I'm watching Spears, number 22, the running back. And uh, I'm Toss thinking and to myself, man, Hank Tyranny did everything he could to, uh, to beg, plead, bargain with Coach O to take this guy. And Coach O would not take him. And here we are, right? This guy is one of the best running backs in the country. He's shown it this year. And he had, what, 30? Two rushes for 180 yards yesterday. I mean, it was great. And and one touchdown. I thought this guy was the workhorse. And I was very, very impressed with Tulane's creative offensive uh, attack. Um, I thought it was awesome. And it's nothing better than to watch the the Wave play really good football and have a great season. Michael Pratt, too, was surgical
1: at quarterback. He was uh, on the money. Tulane wins 27-24 over Cincinnati. Next Saturday, Herb. It's the SEC championship, but also the yeah. AAC championship. The AAC so championship, three o'clock different. for both kickoffs. So we got, you know, what that means we have to have dual screens next week. We got to have That's the AAC right. championship game. Tulane will host it. It might be Cincinnati yet again. Of course, LSU facing uh, Georgia in Atlanta for the SEC championship game. So next weekend is going to be a lot, a lot of fun uh, with local flavor for both Tulane uh, and LSU. So uh, we're, we're certainly pulling for both. And Tulane's had a heck of a year. And um, hopefully they can finish off and win the AAC under Coach Willie Fritz. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. We'll step away and come back. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. All right, some nasty weather out there right now. Um, seeing on television where there's a tornado that's been spotted that um, is in the Parody area, Hanville area, uh, that has confirmed a tornado. So if you're in that area, make sure you get to the uh, center part of your house and in the interior room. Uh, be our eyes and ears out there. If you're seeing something, experiencing something in your neighborhood or your area uh, that you feel like you need to pass along that's weather aware, weather urgent, feel free to call us as well at 504-260-1870. We'll check in with Channel 4, uh, see if we can get them on to give us an update how long we can expect this uh, weather that has been progressively getting worse and worse throughout the day. It started out with some drizzle. Now it's uh, pretty hard, hard rainfall. He's Herb Tyler, I'm Christian Garrick, back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Uh, LSU finishing off the regular season against Texas A&M tonight in College Station. And the 12th man, you mentioned uh, the 12th man for the Aggies. How prevalent do you think it'll be tonight because of the Aggies' poor season? And do you think Jimbo is in any way, shape, or form uh, on the hot seat? And could he be gone after this game if LSU embarrasses the Aggies?
2: If anybody's going to show up, it's going to be the 12th man, right? Um, the 12th man—they don't play. They're going to be there. They're going to be standing up. They're going to be all over, um, all over LSU's butt tonight, um, trying to make as much noise. They're going to try to draw LSU off sides. They're going to do everything they can to help uh, the Texas A&M Aggies tonight against LSU. They got the number six ranked team, number five ranked team coming into the the the, 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 the stadium, and they're not looking back. Um, now, whether or not the team, or offense, or Coach Jimbo is going to show up, I don't know. But that that's going to be to to be determined. Um, and so when you look at it from that standpoint, y- you know, the latter part of what I said, yes, Coach Jimbo is on the hot seat. I think that, I think, uh, you know, in all that, I think Texas A&M has the money this year to give Jimbo 80 grand or whatever it would be, I mean, 80 million or whatever it would be to them walk away, but I don't think they're, they're that desperate right now. I think they give him one more year, meaning next year, see how he does, but with some parameters in place that says, Hey, look, you need to come into, you know, 2023 um, with a new offensive coordinator. You put the, you know, you put your playbook aside, let somebody else do their thing. um, And you just manage and facilitate the team. That's it. And uh, I think that's what happens going into next year. And, He's definitely on the hot seat. He's going to be the hottest seat flaming starting next year. Um, now, if he wins this game tonight, that's going to be a boost. Um, I don't think there's any recruiting class that can help him. It's all about Jimbo at this point, whether or not he's going to be unselfish um, and, and not stubborn to change his ways. He, even if you listen to any of the broadcasts in, in the affiliates with Texas A&M, they all talk about his archaic style of offense and the way that he – you know, goes through a game and progresses through a game with his offense, and it's just not—it's not up to par, and it's not in this in 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 the year 2022. So, I'm looking forward to to them putting up a great fight tonight. I don't think they'll win, but this is only going to add fire to that seat that's already hot to um to to Coach Jimbo Fisher.
1: In the game, Michigan still on top of Ohio State, 31 to 20. Eight minutes and 43 seconds left to go in a ballgame, and Ohio State just ripped off a big play into Michigan territory. So this one far from over. And, Herb, you know me, though. There's not much love lost I have uh, for Ohio State and Ohio State fans, and they have that OHIO, and I want it to be OH cry-O today. I want Michigan <laughs> to, to, to
2: pull it off. So, look, I got uh, two of my good friends that I know very well played against them in high school. Chris Howard at John Curtis and Jonathan Wells at John Curtis. They both played running back. And Chris Howard, in my opinion, was probably the best running back I've ever seen, besides another guy by the name of Daniel Howard, um, who played for Edna Carr uh, back in ninety-one, ninety. Um, but those two guys, Chris and, and and Jonathan, were really great players for John Curtis. And so, I've always pulled for the, the Wolverines because I I really like Chris, and and he played a, he he played pretty well there. Um, but I never pulled for Ohio State. I think Ohio State is is they get a lot of talent. They don't ever have what I consider to be that that true dog in them to come and win. And then every time we play them we need LSU, uh, we, I look forward to LSU uh, um, you know, winning that game. Let me say that to say the least.
1: <laughs> we welcome in now NFL and college football analyst Mike i Our sit down with Mike is brought to you by Thibodeau Regional Sports Medicine Center. And Mike, if you want to jump into conversation, here we are. We're just watching the Michigan-Ohio State game. I'm sure you're glued to it as well. And it looks like Ohio State, and I'm not taking anything away from Michigan, but Ohio State has had some moments where, you know, some some drops, some um, moments, some ill-time penalties that has allowed Michigan to seize control of this game, and Michigan has taken advantage with uh, Ohio State deep in the Wolverine territory here. Up, But uh, Michigan's up by 11. Just talk about what you've seen in this game so far, Mike.
0: Uh, a lot of misconjunction on them on offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are a talented football team. Uh, they seem to be undisciplined. Uh, they got always have had great talent. Listen, nobody take that away from them. But I'd be the last son begun to pull for Ohio State. Uh, I'm, I'm like you, Herb. Uh, I'll pull for Michigan uh, two thousand times before I pull for Ohio State. Uh, I love the talent, but man, uh, they they just don't look like. A well-coached team when they're up against top opponents.
1: Yep.
0: Every time they go up against somebody who's really good, man, um, they wet the diaper. And and today, on their own turf, on their own turf, they're getting it handed to them by Michigan. Uh, and, and listen, I think Michigan's a pretty good team, but I'll put it to you this way. Michigan play an SEC schedule. They got two losses on it.
1: Yeah, maybe even more. Right now, 31-23. Ohio State just uh, kicked a field goal uh, to draw within eight. And, again, we're experiencing, Mike, I think you are down in your area, too, some really rough weather, in particular uh, tornado in the Parody area. uh and working its way through So there's been a tornado warning issued in Jefferson and St. Charles Parish all the way down to La Rose till 2.45 this afternoon. Uh, what's the weather especially like down we there
0: by you? We just got it. Yeah, we just got it a few minutes ago. It has really been bad. Um, and, you know, it sort of cleared up. But, uh, man, we went through it for a good 10, 15 minutes. Uh, stuff's uh, flying all over. So, uh, yeah, just be careful, man, especially if you're out on the road, because if you wasn't paying attention, it caught you, so to speak.
1: Mike, um, the
0: other other big game, guys, and I'm watching it, is my boy Spencer Rattler. And, (laughs) you know, 31 to 30. uh, Guys, you'd love this. I had the Manning Camp, uh, you know, and Spencer's kind of a guy that you can see how he aggravates you uh, over. uh, So, uh, as a coach, as
1: a coach, say that again. How does he aggravate you? Are you talk about from a opposing team or from a coaching standpoint, or both? He just got a certain
0: personality about him. Okay, I got you. That I got you. Yeah, right off the bat, you know, he ain't for everybody. Now he's talented, uh, but uh, so he comes to the Manning camp, and uh, uh, they have all these little contests you can win certain things, and uh, he was he was El Succo. man. He got he got Bronx cheered uh, from the start of these deals to the end, and then the final one was a Raising Cane's uh, deal where you could win one year of Raising Cane's chicken for free if you could put a ball through a basketball goal. All these quarterbacks, we had 47 of them, starting quarterbacks college football. None of them could do it. Spencer, first shot, the ball went through. He, he clipped it, and he got the Bronx cheer, and he loved it. Man, they were booing him and everything out. He loved it. And and here I'm watching him going up against, you know, the big bad Clemson team, and they got a 31-30 lead. That's about two minutes left. And Clemson's going to have a last shot at this. But, uh, man, what what Bima's done at, at South Carolina has really been fantastic to watch.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, they mm-hmm. don't overwhelm you in any category, but they play great special teams. Uh, they do just enough to win, and you know you know how bad this rivalry is between these two teams. Uh, they just don't dislike each other; they hate one another. Well, between Clemson and South Carolina, and and Spencer's played a big part in this. But man, <laughs> I never forget it was a funny moment uh, about he reveled in the fact that these twelve hundred campers were born him. They ain't got a lot of guys <laughs> like that. But he loved it, you know, and he was he was egging them on, uh, you know. But he won a year of, of Raising Cane's chicken so uh, for free. So, uh, you know, I knew what he was eating for quite some time.
1: Mike, LSU in the season finale against Texas A&M tonight. Um, looking to finish off the Aggies, and Michigan just ripped off a big run. I think they're going to oh, score yeah. here, and they will. And that see that lead's going to increase. Uh, sorry, Mike, I'm uh, watching this game. It's been fantastic. But Michigan just yeah. extended their lead now. Uh, 37-23, pending the extra point over Ohio State, man. This is a woodshed and Clemson, beating right now. Just, just and Clemson just fumbled the
0: punt, Woo! and South Carolina recovered. So with about two minutes left, South yep. Carolina can put this game away. Literally put this game away. Back-to-back and all big this,
1: upsets for, for them. Last week, Tennessee, now so, Clemson.
0: Think about, man, Everybody had a lot of people had Clemson in the final four. I watched them play. Uh, again, if they were an SEC school, it'd be two or three losses. This team would have they really would. Uh, so, uh, I know how Dabo is about special teams. Man, that aggravate him like all in, and to probably lose the game because of it is. But man, Texas A&M been the most disappointing team in college football. When you look at the talent they have on that team. And, Christian, I was telling this to Bob, he was like, Mike, how many guys in, on that team can play in the NFL? I said, Bob, they got they're putting two freshmen uh, starting on defense. The other nine guys, they will all be drafted, and they probably half of those guys will be picked in the first two rounds. Man, you talk about some talent when wow. you got that type of setup on defense. Offensively, now, they're pretty young across the offensive line. But they got major league talent all across the board. Other than that quarterback, they'll uh, stinkle at quarterback. Uh, uh, I'm not saying you know the guys won't have a big game today, but they haven't played well there. But to see the talent that A&M has on defense, and they've figured out new ways to win each and every week. So for LSU, you got to be careful here. Okay, this ain't University of Alabama, Birmingham, no. and it ain't Arkansas. This team got talent, and I mean loaded. So you better be careful today because of the amount of talent that they have on defense and not turn the ball over. Uh, again, offensively, I don't know what they're doing. I'm going to be honest with you. And changing offensive coordinators, what is that going to do for Jimbo? So, come on. No matter what, uh, Jimbo's going to want to run this show. Uh, so you sort of caught here with – an $89 million guaranteed head coach who's become hard-headed and he won't do things a certain way. But you got a team that's really talented. And so uh, I would say be careful LSU today uh, because th- you don't want to put your hands in the piranha water too many times against a team like this. Uh, they, they, they are much more talented team than Arkansas. Their record might not show up, but they are. And they really good, really really good. It's just that they play bad, and they seem to be a team that is totally unfocused, and they could care less most times.
1: I don't know about you guys, but lights are flickering in and out of my house. Uh, momentary losses of uh, power. This storm, this weather's getting quite a uh, quite nasty. Um, hanging out with Mike D'Antilia here, Mike. The last, Mike and her, both y'all, I, y'all might know, both y'all might know this. The last time Michigan beat. Ohio State, back-to-back years, who was the quarterback? Tom Brady. Was it Jim Harbaugh? Tom, Tom Brady, and, and, Tom Brady? Uh, and, Drew Henson. and Drew Henson. Yeah, Drew.
0: Because uh, I remember uh, it, they split time uh, those last, yep. like, uh, year did. and a half with Brady and, and Drew, who, man, had, Drew made a – he thought he was the next Mickey Mantle. He really did. Yep. Yep. And he signed that huge baseball contract, but – Uh, He should have stuck with with football because I think he would have been a really, really good player. And he played baseball for a little while and decided to come back. But he wasn't quite the same guy. But um, this is a real surprise because of the fact you're doing it on Ohio State
2: turf. Yep.
1: Mike, um, give me some keys, one or two keys for victory for LSU. Stop the
0: running game. Uh, if A&M's going to beat you, that's how they're going to do it, running the football. Uh, they got a good uh, threesome of bags, but, you know, uh, the big guy, he can kind of take over. Uh, A&M has been prone for turnovers. Uh, they're a team that turns the football over quite a bit in the passing game. So be alert there. But you got to stop the run first. And they're going this quarterback is going to put up two or three passes in this game that gives you an opportunity to pick it off, make the best of it. On on defense, A uh, and M, and I can't tell you why, have not stopped the run well all year long. Man, I bang away at them, and then I test their secondary a little bit. But again, be careful that those
1: four guys. And Mike, and they, they, Mike, let me they interrupt you. a lot of nickel. I apologize, but we have um, Mike, Give me the, Tyler Stanfield from the National Weather Center uh, on with us. Mike, uh, I mean, Tyler, what can you tell us about what we're looking at in our area in terms of the tornado that's threatening uh, St. Charles and Jefferson Parish?
3: Yeah, so we actually do have a tornado warning out. Uh, It's actually uh, set to expire uh, in the next four minutes uh, for Western St. Charles Parish, uh, west of Kenner, uh, we did actually have a confirmed tornado that, that went through uh, Parody parity uh, roughly about 15 to 20 minutes ago, uh, but that has since lifted. Uh, we are still tracking a circulation moving northeast uh, that's going to move over the lake here in the next five or so minutes. So we do not intend to uh, reissue a tornado warning at this time. Um, that being said, uh, we are obviously uh, in a uh, slight risk for severe weather today. So I would uh, continue to, to be mindful of uh, any watches or warnings uh, that get posted for your area. Uh, and if there's a warning that's sent out for your area, please uh, seek shelter. Uh, obviously, these storms are going to be capable of producing uh, damaging winds and tornadoes today. So uh, just to be mindful of those, those threats while you're uh, out and about doing your, during your uh, weekend.
1: Tyler, how long is the severe weather going to stick around? And in particular, it seems like the threat is also moving uh, to the north shore, as you mentioned, going across the lake.
3: Yeah, so we do have uh, the threat kind of expanding towards uh, the North Shore and into coastal Mississippi over the next couple of hours. Um, Good news, though, is that the uh, strongest storms are actually moving through uh, the metro and uh, North Shore areas right now. So once those those areas are cleared in the next two or three hours, the severe weather threat will be ending.
1: Okay, good. Good news. Tyler, uh, thank you so much for the time. No problem. Tyler Stanfield, National Weather Service. All right, we'll step away and come back and get Mike Dettelier back here, get his final thoughts on LSU and Texas A&M. Tonight here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show on WWL. LSU and Texas A&M tonight, keys to victory for the Tigers.
0: Again, stopping the run. That's how A&M wants to beat you and run the football against them. Uh, they've had a lot of difficulties stopping the run. Uh, this stuff about they are young team. How can you be a young team and you play in the 12th game of the year? Come yeah, on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, there's stuff about freshmen and sophomore as well. They're young. What? This is you playing game 12. That's no excuse. All I know is Michigan, who's on the verge of beating Ohio State, they lost 16 guys to the NFL, either through draft choices or free agents, and they lost nine guys in the transfer portal. Tell Tell Michigan that. No, this is not a well-coached football team. And today, I don't know what you're going to get out of A&M. Has this team thrown the towel in and said, you know what? Man, the season's over with, and for us, maybe getting money, maybe we ought to break out of here. I don't know what you're going to catch out of A&M because they do have talent. It's just they seem to be a team that is miscombobulated every place out on the field, and they don't have a
1: signature quarterback they got guys leaving the program through the transfer portal in droves uh, here yep. lately. They you know, will. Sure. <laughs> they uh, will. 45-23, Michigan on top of Ohio State, uh, 229 remaining oh, in wow. the fourth quarter. I mean, this is a beatdown now, Michigan putting on. Uh, Michigan just picked off Ohio State. I mean, this is uh, this is wild. Uh, how far does Ohio State fall, Mike?
0: they out of the top five for me. I don't see how you could put them in, in as a top five team. After this, had you lost this game 23-20 is one thing. No, yeah. you you're getting beat by 22 points on your own home turf. Okay, on your own home turf. And this is it's it's when you lose, too. Uh-huh. Okay, you yep. lose a game yep. like this in week five or six is one thing. You lose a game like this late in the season, mm, it's a killer.
1: It is, Mike. Thanks for the time. All
0: right, Thank guys, you, y'all take care. All
1: right, NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettiglia. He served Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. We'll step away and come back and continue to talk LSU and Texas A&M tonight in College Station. 6 o'clock kickoff right here on the home of the Fighting Tigers, WWL. It is a final in Columbus, and OH Cryo, Michigan beats <laughs> Ohio State 45-23 in a beatdown. Herb, uh, this is one where I think you have to start saying, all right, Jim Harbaugh's got that Big Blue Michigan program on the right track, and they're up there now.
2: He does, and it's, it's fun to see, too, especially at the expense of Ohio State. So I'm, I'm um, really excited about that. And I've always, like I said before, I've always liked Jim Harbaugh. I think he's one of the better coaches out there. I think he's a special coach because he can coach on the NFL level as well as the college level and be great on both. So I really do enjoy watching Coach Harbaugh coach.
1: And looking at other college, the other college football scores from around the country, Michigan, again, beating Ohio State 45-23. Uh, I'm trying to get you the South Carolina. Yep, South Carolina beats Clemson. Another big win for South Carolina. Last week, they upset yep. Tennessee. This week, Clemson 31-30. to Man, South Carolina and Coach Beamer getting it done. Georgia Tech falls to number one, Georgia 37-14. They now turn their attention to LSU in the SEC championship game. Uh, Coastal Carolina. What are the Coastal Carolina mascot? What is it, Herb?
2: Uh, the uh Shanta Clears, Shanta Clears, right? That's a chicken. Chanticleers. That's a chicken breed. Shanta Clears, yeah. Chanticleers.
1: yeah. yeah. Um, they lost big time to James Madison, forty-seven to seven. But I am um, always pulling for the Shanta the, the Clears in particular. You know, that breed of chicken is pretty cool. Um, That's right. As a chicken guy, um, other scores: Marshall beating Georgia State, twenty-eight uh, twenty-three. East Carolina twenty-eight twenty-four over Temple in the third quarter. Uh, Temple has the football. West Virginia beating. Oklahoma State in the fourth quarter 21 to 19. And how about uh, Nebraska hiring um, former Carolina Panthers coach and former Baylor and Temple Matt Rule going to North Carolina? What do you think of that move?
2: Um I think it's a good move. So he's going to Nebraska, right? Yes. Matt Rule? Matt Rule's going to Nebraska. Yeah, okay. I thought so. Um I think it's a good move. I mean, I, I really would I, I really was hoping that they would at least at least uh I guess, give Mickey a shot, Mickey Joseph, but um, that's not going to happen. So, I I mean, look, Matt Rule has been a great coach where he's gone as far as as college is concerned, Um, and I I think he'll be able to help try to turn that Nebraska program around. It's just so hard. I don't know how to pinpoint what's going on with Nebraska right now, but it's not a good look uh, for them. I'll tell you what's wrong Um, with them. It's just hard.
1: Yeah, they're in Lincoln, Nebraska. There's nothing there. (laughs) I mean, there's nothing there.
2: Understood, I, look, understood.
1: I think Matt Rule's a good coach, but I think he's not going to have the success that he had at, at Temple and, and Baylor, that's for sure. I just think that Nebraska's a, a program that, yep. um, you know, it's still stuck in the 80s. It just stuck in the that's 80s. Right. Um, I get it. I don't know how else to describe it. If, if he has success, I'll be surprised. Long-term success. All right, one hour down, one more to go. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.